Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. Once again, my name is Nate. I'm here with Evan coming at you live from downtown Lexington, Kentucky at Base 110. This week, joined by Shane Haddon. We're going to talk about Bitcoin. We're going to talk about blockchain and cryptocurrencies and what the future of finance might be. Let's jump into it. Welcome back, guys, to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Antetomaso. Once again, I'm here with my co-host, Evan Knowles. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good. Did you get locked into your apartment today? I did. That's Uh, happened to both of us. (laughs) Our door handle uh, broke, and we had to break out of the room by taking the door handle off the Yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah. Are they bringing you a new door handle? I don't know. We left. I had a meeting, so I had to leave the apartment. So I'll see you when I get home. That, how has that happened to both of us before recording I a podcast? Know. I that really is, don't know. I never. I thought when you when it happened to you, I thought it was weird. Yeah, and here we are. So we today are at Base One Ten uh, in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. They have the Gallery Hop going on. It's a program that Lexington does to showcase local artists. So you might hear some soothing uh, guitar in the background. You might hear some light conversation. We're we're excited to be here and experience this event as we record the podcast. Um, Before we get into it, we just want to remind you guys to follow us on social media. That is at Middle Tech Pod across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow there for extra content surrounding the shows. We've been starting to do a little bit more content. I'm liking how it's going. Yeah, we're going to keep doing that. Uh, It's going to be a work in progress, you know, as we have more time and uh, spend more time figuring out what works and what doesn't. You know, you'll see some a lot of great content coming up. Shoot us an email with any opinions, middletechpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us a review, give us a rating in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get the podcasts, and recommend it to a friend. That's going to help us grow organically. Uh, tell your friends that they should know more about technology in the bluegrass, and we want to keep growing this audience, keep getting out there. So so we're super excited today to be joined by Shane Haddon. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Awesome. Shane is a lecturer in the finance department at UK I'm in a blogger at globalcurrencyreport.com. You identify yourself as a Bitcoin maximalist. I am. Yeah. We, we want to jump today into kind of Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency as a whole, and we're excited to get your opinions on it. Great. I look forward to the discussion. There's nothing I like talking about more than, than Bitcoin. <laughs> right off the top, is there kind of any high-level stuff you, you want our listeners to go check out, to, to go look at? Just where can they find you after the episode's over? Yeah, at globalcurrencyreport.com is where mm-hmm. I uh, have my writings, and you can sign up for my lo- newsletter there. Awesome. What does the newsletter cover? Uh, it's a weekly newsletter that covers my kind of insights on uh, everything crypto-related, primarily um, focused on Bitcoin and the other currencies, but more broadly, the, uh, the topic of the tokenization of finance. Uh, and every once in a while, there's there's some other um, news and uh, insights from things that are going on during the during the week. Awesome. So let's just jump into it. Yeah. So first question, uh, you know, blockchain and Bitcoin are you know seem to be in the, in the media a lot recently, but it's been around for a while. So how did you get into kind of innovative finance uh, yeah. in this field and in blockchain? I've been in into innovative finance um, my whole career. That's uh, kind of where I started, um, okay. which was in 1997, went to New York okay. uh, after graduating school and um, jumped into large um, cross-border financing transactions, uh, other types of, of non-regular um, way transactions that, that have some sort of creative financial element. Mm-hmm. Went to Credit Suisse in 2000, uh, and from 2000 to 2007, was involved with um, all types of uh, innovative credit structuring. So everything that you would have read about in the papers in 2008, I was involved <laughs> with, unfortunately. So credit default swaps, securitizations, <laughs> every buzzword that had a negative connotation at that time. That's uh, what you were doing. That's what I was doing. So, <laughs> Uh, um, which, of course, I, I think does have uh, significant value to society. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, 
So, yeah, I left there um, actually before the crisis started um, to do to jump into financial technology. Okay. So at the time, I was doing consumer credit, alternative consumer credit, better ways to lend outside of the banking system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and while I was at CS, I was also doing a lot of transactions related to um, the transfer of risk from banks out of banks. Um, so that's kind of a common theme with Bitcoin that... Um, early on, I was very much aware of the limitations of the banking system. Um, yeah. The, of course, the the monopoly that banks have on finance, and the degree to which uh, that is uh, less than optimal for for uh, growth and equality and and um, you know what we'd want in a, in a modern economy. So, I didn't know about Bitcoin then, but um, you know, I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I, I, wish I got in earlier. So I um, isn't that what everyone says? Yeah, yeah. And I honestly, I'm I've never been. I've been in the space for a long time in financial mm-hmm. innovation for a long time, and I've never been um, uh, humbled. I'm 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 very uh, humble now when it comes to anything related to financial innovation after mm-hmm. Bitcoin. My experience with Bitcoin. I mean, in 2012, 2013, when I first heard about it, I was like. You know, some people still are now. Um, yeah. Wanted to dismiss it out of hand mm-hmm. because, based on what the way I understood currency and the way I understood the way um, you know monetary policy should work, it didn't it didn't fit. But I did not spend the time to learn about it. Yeah. And if I had, I'd um, be much better off right now. But I <laughs> so so and, and this is the experience of a lot of people. They yeah. they dismiss it and then they. Um, they wait. So my experience was in 2016, 15 or 16, uh, I kind of re-entered this space um, because blockchain became something that a lot of the uh, enterprises were talking about adopting as a tool. And mm-hmm. um, so I kind of entered back through that side of it and, and token sales and ICOs uh, in 2016 and 2017 got me... Um, uh, starting to really take a lot of time to, to learn about it. And I um, went down the proverbial rabbit hole uh, of Bitcoin and yeah. haven't gotten out. Yeah. It's, it's just the more I learn about it, the more I am convinced of its uh, utility um, and the value it's going to you know, deliver to the world. Yeah, that's a great feeling when you find something like yeah. that and it's exciting yeah. and you know it's going to have value, but the rest of the community doesn't know. It's an exciting feeling. Absolutely, it's exciting, and it's just it's world changing as far as my view of finance. Yeah. So that every every once you have this vision of where where things are headed, regular way traditional financial yeah. instruments are extremely, uh, you know, I don't want to say boring, but um, you know, less less optimal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, for the next I don't know how many years, twenty years, we're going to have this period of of transition, optimization, where everything's going to change. Yeah. When you say you are, you're humbled uh, by the industry, is that because it's moving so fast and you know what you don't know? Is that is that kind of what you mean by you're humbled by it? Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess before I didn't, you know, in 2013, I didn't know, I didn't appreciate that I should sit down and learn what I don't know uh, in finance. Yeah, because uh, I feel like in traditional financing, investment banking, there's set rules that you learn mm-hmm. in college, there's curriculum. But then here comes blockchain, and it's you learn as it's being built, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Everything's being trans. I teach I teach a class called financial innovation at UK, mm-hmm. and that's what I try to to, to um, you know impart to the to the students is you have to be critical of the financial system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to improve it. I mean, it, yeah. it is um, it, it is not optimal, and yes, yeah. and it doesn't have to be the way it is. Um, so let's talk about how you know how to change it. Yeah, cool. you mentioned that you you started really looking into Bitcoin because a lot of enterprises were talking about utilizing the blockchain technology. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are your thoughts on blockchain versus Bitcoin? You know, I, I think that's been that's been a big argument over the past couple of years. Um, and I mean, blockchain is the technology Bitcoin runs on, but it seems like there's been more interest in Bitcoin itself versus just the technology behind it. Yeah, it's gone through um, uh, different peer, different cycles as far as whether people are talking about blockchain or whether people are excited about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's what's happening in the popular press, and then there's what's happening uh, in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They're, they're fundamentally different. Yes, Bitcoin um, couldn't exist without blockchain. Blockchain existed before, prior to Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but Bitcoin kind of brought it to people's attention because Bitcoin, which is kind of the, the killer app for blockchain, um, was so successful. Other people learned about blockchain technology and um, it became something that, that was... Um, you know, it, it, that, that a lot of people started to promote to different enterprises and as, as not as a currency or as a payment system, but as a system of record, as a, mm -hmm. as a ledger. Yeah. And so th that is an incremental, uh, you know, advancement in record keeping, blockchain. Mm -hmm. it, Bitcoin didn't invent it. It existed, but Bitcoin has kind of promoted it uh, because of Bitcoin has been promoted throughout um enterprise and that's that's kind of a, a no-brainer yeah you know mm -hmm. if if a blockchain because of its immutable characteristics can help you know create an audit trail for supply chain or um you know documenting a mortgage or or mm -hmm. uh, government, uh, voting. government voting yeah, yeah property rights identity yeah. mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot i mean you can't understate oh, the, yeah. the use cases of blockchain yeah um it, but it's all you know, it's all related to to creating more integrity in the information, mm -hmm. um, and so you think of what how does Bitcoin fit in there? The the information that you're talking about with Bitcoin is value. Yeah. So it's value on a blockchain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like you would to your students when you first tell them about blockchain, an intro to blockchain, can you give a quick you know a few sentence description of blockchain? I know that's <laughs> probably not how it works in the real world, but just high level blockchain technology. What what is it? Uh, well, it, it, it there's several parts to it, but it but primarily uh, is built on this this cryptographic tool called a hash function, mm -hmm. which is kind of the workhorse of, of, of cryptography, they say. Um, and it is, I don't want to get into the, it's a fairly simple, um, uh, you know, function that can be used in, in programming. Uh, it was developed by, the one that Bitcoin used is actually developed by the NSA, um, it's simply a way of, it's a, it's a one direction um, path of information that um, you, you know, you, you, put in any, you put in any amount of information of any length through this function and it'll, it'll output a fixed uh, length string of characters. And if you look at the, that string of characters, you don't, if you don't get the output, you, it is infeasible, not impossible, it's infeasible to determine what the input is. Mm -hmm. And so that is useful. So, for example, if um, if we were playing a game like a pick a number game, and you wanted to prove that you picked the number that I had behind my back, then you can go on your computer and put that number into a hashing function, and something, and, and then the output is going to be not readable. Set that on the table, and then when I say, okay, the number was two, you can say, well, that's what I guessed. Yeah. And the re the way we would know that is we would run two through the hash function, and boom, we would see it. Yeah. So it's something that is um, is used for commitments um, of that type, and so that naturally flows to it, it's obvious kind of how that can be very useful in an accounting system, where if all the new information that's going into a ledger has to be committed to something that can never be changed because if it's changed, like if you ch if you said it's one and not two, it's yeah. You know, we would know that it's not one because one doesn't doesn't result in that output. And everybody's already seen the output. Yeah, and everybody's already seen it. So, mm -hmm. so basically, what a blockchain is is a chain of those where the first information is is an output, and then new information comes and hashes with the old hash plus the new information, and you just yeah. have this chain that over time it makes it harder and harder and harder to go back and change something there. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. It's a public ledger. And it's public. Yeah. Bitcoin is the the reason that Bitcoin is is one of the one of the reasons that that kind of um, counterintuitively Bitcoin is is uh, trusted is is completely public. Everybody, you can go and, and on an explorer and look at every transaction that's ever been on Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, you know, people think of it as this way to hide your money and all that. Yeah. It's it's really not like <laughs> yeah. Right? It's all yeah. trackable. So. Uh, you mentioned that Bitcoin is value on the blockchain. And so can you talk about the pros and the cons of Bitcoin? 
Yes. So it is really important from the very beginning to understand that Bitcoin it has two, there are two new things that are called Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. One is uh, the blockchain, this, this payments, um, payments platform. Mm-hmm. It is a way of transmitting information through on a peer-to-peer network to others um, and that you don't necessarily trust because of the way the blockchain is set up and, and the consensus algorithm and such. You can uh, transfer value in a trusted way. That's Bitcoin. That's Bitcoin with a big B. That's a pay, that's like that's how that's like, knows it. That's like PayPal. Okay. That's like Visa. That's a payments method mm-hmm. with a native currency. Right, so it's like yes. PayPal having, you can use pay, if you use PayPal, it's, you have to use a separate something called PayPal. Yeah, Bitcoin yeah. is, is whatever you transfer on Bitcoin and is recorded on, when you have this, when you look on at your address on Bitcoin, you see that you have a certain amount of something that you, yeah. an output that you have called a UTXO um, of a certain amount, that is Bitcoin with a small b. Mm-hmm. That is a currency. The currency mm-hmm. itself is small b. The platform is the big yeah. B. And and it is fundamental that you separate those two okay. mm-hmm. because a currency can be anything. So Bitcoin, the small b, is a currency. You compare that to a piece of gold or a dollar bill mm-hmm. or or a shell or whatever people are <laughs> accepting as value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the small b, and that's really mm-hmm. important because when people say. Bitcoin is slow, or Bitcoin is expensive, or Bitcoin blah blah, all this, right? Yeah. They're not, they're talking about the payments platform. They're not talking about the currency. Yeah. Bitcoin, the currency, d- currencies don't have speed yeah. or cost. They're just, they just it, are what they are. It's right? a store value. Yeah. yeah. The reason people like it is because it's native, they like the platform, and it's the native currency of this platform, so people mm-hmm. are putting value into the currency. But that's really important to understand because. When finance is applied to this, what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of instruments that create basically synthetic Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And that sounds complicated, but it's really not. We have everybody transacts in, mostly in synthetic dollar bills, right? Yeah. Most, if you, unless you're spending cash, you're not spending yeah. dollar bills. You're, you're, you're just trading in um, demand deposits that are sitting at Chase or wherever. Right. Yeah. And they have less dollar bills than they have deposits. Right. They've created, they've created something new mm-hmm. that is not a dollar bill. It's a it's a form of value that we call dollars. We don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, or mm-hmm. more importantly, merchants don't care. That's really interesting. So if a merchant accepts something as Bitcoin, it is Bitcoin. Yeah. So when as soon and this is going to explode, Bitcoin, when it happens, let's say let's say Chase created a Bitcoin denominated bank account mm-hmm. and Visa said, okay, well, it's a chase obligation. We can put it on, you can, you can now ride Visa rails, right? Yeah. Then you would buy and sell things with Bitcoin at the same speed and the same transaction cost as you would a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Now you may want to do that because it's a lot easier to do that than trading in Bitcoin on the, on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's so, what's different is you can, you have the option to transact in Bitcoin on the blockchain. And what people don't realize is until Bitcoin was invented, we had no ability to custody our own digital money. There is no way for you to hold digital money yourself. Yeah. That's so pretty, these wallets. Well, it's just, I mean, money, money is now digital. Yeah. And yeah. before Bitcoin... You would think that being able to control your own money is a basic yeah. you know, right, or not yeah. right, just something that everybody would want. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody ever thought about it, but you can't actually do that. because The banks have that value. Yeah. What Bitcoin, the, the goal of Bitcoin say, is to allow people to at least have the option of holding their own money. Mm-hmm. Without Bitcoin, if you have money, Unless you want to put hundreds of thousands of dollars under your mattress, you have to give your money to somebody else that's actually going to incur credit risk. They're going to, you know, see everything you do. They might yeah. take your money. That you know, not yeah. that not that banks are necessarily uh, bad, but they might. You know, you, mm-hmm. it's they just so fundamental. Your, your funds. Yeah, just yeah. like just like we might want to go into a room and have a conversation ourselves. You know. That that just seems natural. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. it, why wouldn't you want to be able to hold your own money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now we can with Bitcoin. That's mm-hmm. it's so incredibly exciting. Um, 
So that that is the difference. You don't have to hold your Bitcoin yourself. Yeah. You can give it to somebody else, and they'll give you something that represents Bitcoin that makes it easier to transact. But you can, mm-hmm. and that's that's what fundamentally changes everything. Yeah. So so why is it a unique? Or I guess why do you, why do you believe in Bitcoin so much and not any of these other cryptocurrencies that are out there? Or if we put the dollar bill on the blockchain, we put fiat currencies, start trading those on so, blockchains. Yes. Why is Bitcoin better positioned than that? So uh, several uh, elements to that. One is Bitcoin is not uh, fiat currency. Bitcoin is not created by any government. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I said uh, you know a bank could create Bitcoin, they can if they're credit worthy. Yeah. But when you think of a currency, a fiat currency, you don't have to be credit worthy to create a to print money. Zimbabwe printed, you know, billions of it <laughs> right, yeah. and destroy their country. Um, with Bitcoin, that's that's not possible. That's that's the first. That's why we would prefer the world. I think will move eventually away from a monetary system where profligate countries can simply. You know, destroy their citizen savings by printing money. It's, yeah. Why, yeah. why would we have yeah. that system now that we don't need it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason why we want Bitcoin rather than a decent, uh, rather than a digital, uh, a dollar that's traded on the blockchain. Okay. So even if it's a dollar on the blockchain mm-hmm. um, or a you know a peso, whatever it is, yeah. that country can print more of it. Um, that's true. Yeah. Without being credit worthy, so without them, without having a market governor on their ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. Another thing, um, I'm a you know globalist. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I want to see a single yes. currency. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, just basic you know efficiencies, mm-hmm. but also to bring the world together to you know to integration of yeah. people. I think Absolutely. I think um, it'd be a lot more peaceful place if um, you know we weren't we only have one currency. Uh, yeah. The um, and then, as far as why Bitcoin versus other cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. uh, it's there. It, and it because it's a mark because it's a a um, a something that the market is going to decide on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we will uh, through competition. We're not going to see you know tens, twenties, thirties of currencies out there because. Mm-hmm. People will naturally flow to the most stable, right? Yeah. You don't. You want the most stable, mm-hmm. and so it's not up to me to say there should only be one. It's there is there. I think there is only going to be one, or to, you know, competing for the, yeah. to be the most stable, yeah. the best currency. The, the network. It's the network effect. Right. Yeah. Yes. Network effect. Currencies have are kind of the picture of a network effect. It's a yeah. currency because yeah. if you know merchants want to to accept the currency that their customers have, and customers want to promote the merchant the Merchants that accept their currency. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think Bitcoin is a, is right now the most sound cryptocurrency because it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just it is what it is, which is great. You, I don't mm-hmm. think you want a currency to have any utility at all because you want a currency to have stable value. And yes, we'll, we can talk about volatility in a minute. But yeah. um, at maturity, you want a currency that is just it just is what it is. It's it's supply and demand from people that to get it to buy stuff um a lot of these others have you you know ether has a lot of utility it's yeah. valuable but you know and vitalik the the founder of ethereum doesn't call it a currency because of this really and i, I would agree I know that. there's a lot of other these currencies like um dash for example that's a currency it's not a utility token or anything but they're adding a lot of utility to it as far as payments um and i like I like some of the things that those types of currencies are doing, but I think in the end, and there may be a role for those in certain payment ecosystems, but as far as pure just currency, um, Bitcoin is is great in that it does nothing. Um, And it's great in that it has... It's it it has this cachet, this history, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's definitely the most secure of any of the. It's been just hashing power and and the the track record that it has for nine years, having no, you know, fundamental um, flaws. That that adds some uniqueness to it. And you know, some some economists say, well, how can how can Bitcoin? How can you say that Bitcoin's supply is limited if somebody can send? You know, it's open source code, so you can just. Create another Bitcoin, like yeah. Litecoin, right? That was created, and, and yeah. there are all these other. It's very easy to create a, um, a Bitcoin clone. Mm-hmm. So how do you call it? It, uh, it um, 
unique or, or finite supply, and that's valid except to the extent that everybody believes that it's unique. And I think people do believe it's unique. I mean, if you look at the, the cap um, comparisons, you know, Bitcoin's market cap is 150 billion. Yeah, the next yeah. currency is, is I don't know what, I guess it would be probably well, Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin that are like 10 or 15 billion. I mean, it's yeah. orders of magnitude difference, which means the market believes that Bitcoin is, is like gold. Yeah. It's, if there's some unique, you know, mm-hmm. gold can't, is not tarnished, doesn't tarnish. Yeah. So people love it. You know, and gold has that attribute. I mean, Bitcoin has that attribute, um, and so I. So that's why I, I'm a yeah. maximalist. But. One thing I've I've been watching and I've been wondering in the market is, why did the media pick up on Bitcoin? What did some, was there a group of smart people that said, okay, we're Bitcoin maximists. We need to make sure the media covers Bitcoin and not you know another currency. What about it got the media's attention versus others? Because in order to get that network effect. It needs the one the story that you were talking about that it has in its history. Two, it needs the media coverage. Why did they get the media coverage versus you know another coin? I don't know that they got. They didn't get a lot of media coverage really until last, last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, Bitcoin's been around since '09, mm-hmm. as far '08, as far yeah. as the idea '09, as far as the currency. Um, I feel like at first a lot of the coverage was negative. It's still negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Bitcoin yeah. coverage is, is very negative. Uh-huh. It's surprisingly negative yeah. relative well, to what it is. They say no negative press, but... Uh, yeah, all press is be. good press. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. yeah and it, that's probably true with, with Bitcoin. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, when some, when some country outlaws it, it'll spike because that's yeah. exactly why a lot of people want Bitcoin. It's because it's an alternative to... to um, to regimes that might try to to disallow it, mm-hmm. um, so it kind of has that inverse relationship. Uh, but a Bitcoin, you know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. It's just so uh, just amazing, uh, and it you know we have this Bitcoin cash. I don't know if you follow Bitcoin Cash. Where I don't know split, exactly. Split. It's split. I don't know and, exactly the difference. And the, and... Well, Bitcoin Cash they. The idea is Bitcoin needs to be faster, yeah. and there's technical ways to make it faster. So all Bitcoin is is software, and yeah. so, you know software has been now on, on the 16th, um, you know, major release of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and it's Bitcoin. If everybody, if all the nodes download the the upgrade and start, you know, continuing down the, the longest chain, that's Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, you can change it. You can change the software and and call it a fork. Yeah. And whoever uploads that software can go on and call it whatever they want. So there was one last year, uh, Bitcoin Cash, very high profile. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is simply just let's let's expand the um, the size of a block so more information can go in each block instead of one megabyte, eight. And then actually this week they just increased it to just thirty-two. I believe mm-hmm. it's thirty-two, thirty-two or so, thirty-six. Yeah. Um, and that just makes it faster. It makes mm-hmm. it fat. You know, Bitcoin transactions can be very slow if you wait the full six blocks to have a confirmation that takes an hour. Mm-hmm. I think that's not that important, but um, so a group created um, Bitcoin Cash, and um, there's one prominent uh, early evangelist of Bitcoin that's behind Bitcoin Cash, and um, they're calling themselves, you know, Bitcoin and Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Old Bitcoin is Bitcoin Core. Yeah, I don't. That's not constructive in my in my view. It's mm-hmm. um, that is it misses the point. As I said, is Bitcoin the currency is 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 good to the extent that it's sound. It's sound if everybody's you know involved in the network. It's not sound because the payment payment platform it's on is fast mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right? There's zero payment platform in there, so. Um, yeah, I think the press will. Conti- I hope will continue to see Bitcoin as the standard bearer and the gold. Yeah, know? it needs to. It needs to keep mm-hmm. its status as gold. Mm-hmm. At uh, what At what point does it get less volatile? Because the value goes up and down all the time, and you could say a story. Jack Dorsey, you know, puts it on Square Cash. 
Yeah, the, the and pops, it goes so. up. Yeah, yeah. and you, you could say that the dollar is the same relative to other currencies. I get that, but it, nothing is as volatile yeah. as yeah. that. Yeah, I just heard a joke about that today. So a, um, a kid asked his dad for... Um, for thirteen thousand dollars worth, or you know, one Bitcoin it was thirteen thousand yeah. dollars, and Dad says twelve thousand dollars for a Bitcoin. You know, that fourteen thousand dollars is a lot of money. What are you, what are you doing with sixteen thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it changes so fast. Because um, I, so, I think while you were just saying it's sound, I I I, kind of, I agree with you, but I think that scares so many well, people. See, that's that's to me. This is my favorite current topic. Okay, it is. It all comes down to volatility. Mm-hmm. That that affects a lot of things, and um, one, it's what people point to, just to naysayers point to primarily to say, how can it be currency if it's so volatile? Uh-huh. That's, that's what not, Warren Buffett's been that's saying. Not it's not the, an investment, right? The, because of that. it's future. It's currency in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem with Bitcoin is, the, Bitcoin was created, and it's it should be the global currency, right? So mm-hmm. we could every the 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 countries of the world could come together and orchestrate a very um, you know, smooth transition of our currencies into Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin will be very stable. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a long time, or maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but that the, the point is, it should be currency. And if we say, and the, so the market is saying, okay, there is going to be a, a really good currency in the future called Bitcoin. Yeah, and it's going to be stable when it's mature, and we are going from here to there. And we don't know, the information is uncertain and it's far away and the numbers are in the trillions, tens of, the total M2 or, or kind of global currency volume in the world is 86 trillion. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin's value is 150 billion. Yeah. So the, what we're seeing is, you know, we're on a path, if you think it's going to hit whatever, 20 trillion, we're on a path mm-hmm. from 150. And it's going to be ridiculously volatile, which is fine if you are comfortable with the idea that it's not currency now. Right. You'd be crazy to use Bitcoin as currency because you either think it's going up or down. If you think it's going down, get rid of it. If you think it's going up, keep it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's bad currency in the future when it's mature. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the problem with Bitcoin is it's a startup. You all are involved in startups, right? Yeah. Imagine if your startups were mark to market and we could on a computer screen, we could see the value of your startup every day, every day. Yeah. It would be very hard for you to yeah. raise money. Absolutely. Right. Because people would say, why is your, why is your stock down? Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't mark to market startups. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Bitcoin has been marked to market from the day that it was invented. Mm hmm. And that 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 is what excites a lot of people, but it also gives a lot of people anxiety. Yeah, you know, but it's like speculation, like a penny stock. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, but it shouldn't be viewed like that. Yeah. It should just be viewed like okay, in the future it's going to be mm-hmm. mature, and then we'll kind of go public, right? At which point it's going to be stable. But to get to that maturity, you need more and more people to adopt yeah. it. It's, it's like that, it needs a marketing campaign. It needs it PR. Does. Yes. Like, that, yes. That's how do you get people to adopt That's what, that's what yeah. I was trying to get at with yeah. the media question was, is there a group? Is there a reason that this is happening in, in the market, Yeah. in the media? And, and some some of these currencies have marketing uh, budgets. I've seen it. Yeah. Like Dash has a budget for marketing. Yeah. Where they, they keep a certain amount of their, their mining uh, fee and for, for whatever the community wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bitcoin doesn't have that. So yes, and, and before we get to that, the... The problem of volatility isn't that it's not a good currency. That's yes, it's not a good currency because it's going to be one. But, but the problem of volatility is ordinary people can't buy it today. Only people that can afford to lose money can buy it. Only yeah. investors can buy Bitcoin today. And so the the societal problem is by the time it becomes good money and people actually need to get it to buy milk, mm-hmm. it's going to cost a lot more. And all the investors will have gotten in at a much better price than yeah. your average citizen. Yeah. So we need to figure out a way to get Bitcoin into everybody's hands mm-hmm. now, um, and that's that's something that I'm very interested in in doing um, personally. I have a project that's yeah. I, have a, I have a project called um, IOwnBitcoin.org. Didn't mm-hmm. tell you guys about this. Okay, yeah. IOwnBitcoin.org. <laughs> it is a um, a Bitcoin distribution network. Okay. Which how do does a little that... more detail? Yeah. On well, that. it's 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 very early, but okay. it's, uh, you don't have to. It's the I. It's yeah. We can talk about another episode. Next, yes, yeah, yeah, next episode. episode. I remember the first time we we met several months ago. Um, you, you were mentioning that even even back then you were bringing that up. That that's such a huge societal issue. Yeah. 
um, is, is making sure that it's not just the wealthy that profit again and mm-hmm. everyone can be transferred equally. Um, I, I think I, I kind of, I didn't touch on that, but that was one of my concerns with how, how do we bring more people in is it, it has to be people from all over and, and right now it's not. So and there will be really interesting to see. Yeah, there's some like stellar. Um, there was a panel at, at the conference I just went to in New York. Um, mm-hmm. There was a panel on this topic of how do we do that. And some of the currencies like Stellar Lumens is uh, is starting in the developing countries. They're doing airdrops to you know people in in Africa and Southeast mm-hmm. Asian countries. And um, yeah, so there are solutions. Mm-hmm. The best solution I think would be to to have some sort of um, well, the, the 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 ideal solution would be for governments to. To orchestrate a, a, a transition. smooth transition. Yeah, there are. I heard, I learned that there is a um, nearby government that is thinking about allowing their banks to issue Bitcoin denominated deposits. Hmm. Um, and you know, there's the, the the thing that worries me is when you hear about the the Fed, um, you know, the U.S. Fed and and other mm-hmm. central banks dismissing it out of hand. Um, you know, it's a risk that the dollar holders are going to have to trade in at a much higher price later because the the um, if other country if all small countries around the world start to adopt um, Bitcoin based currencies, mm-hmm. meaning they issue their own currency, but it's fully backed by Bitcoin. Um, so if you buy a you know whatever country note, it's yeah. you know has a picture of their queen on it, but it's it you can get a Bitcoin one to one, right? Yeah. And then they can they can manipulate it a little bit or whatever, um, but it's decentralized. Once that happens, and if several of those happens, you know people are gonna it's gonna be a lot easier to go on a Bitcoin functional currency basis for everybody in the world, and you know the network effects are gonna start happening, and then and Bitcoin price is gonna go up dramatically. And by the time the U.S. and the EU and wants to do that conversion, it's a lot harder. Yeah. That's my biggest concern about the regulars not really taking it seriously. Yeah, one thing I've I've heard, uh, and back to that you know statement of it needs to be in the hands of the majority is that there's a lot of miners in China. Yeah. The large majority, it seems like I heard a large percentage yeah. seems to be held in China. Is that a worry? Uh, do you think they have you know, good intentions with that? Do they know what they're doing? With getting I think they're majority? smart. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What are your thoughts? I don't. There? I don't. I think they're just doing it because they should do it. You know? Yeah. Um, just making money. I don't. I don't yeah. think they have. Uh, you know, I don't think their their plans are in any way. Um, you know, not to promote Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just. Uh, I, I don't think you know. People talk about whether well, seventy percent in China, so the Chinese government could orchestrate a fifty-one percent attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there are a lot of other safeguards against that happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Why would they do that? Um, uh, the, the but it does really bother me that it's there's so much of the revenue or, that the mining is being done you, you have to have a lot of capital to set up these miners mm-hmm. to buy the ASICs machines and do this um, so the people that are getting paid to create the Bitcoin network are people are you know capital is being paid Bitcoin is being delivered to folks that have yeah. the capital it's not there, there could be other. There are other proof of, of work, uh, or consensus algorithms where the mining fees are paid to, um, are potentially paid to people based on doing other things. So it'd be more of a proof of labor. Yeah. Like you know, you're doing, you're you're studying, you're taking a test online, you're yeah. you're volunteering, you're doing something that still costs some amount of something. rather than just being rewarded because you have capital you're being rewarded because you're providing value to other people yeah yeah that's technologically that is possible um so and there are some coins that that are doing or have talked about doing that kind of thing uh so i hope bitcoin moves in that direction it to me it's not a you know there's there's some big things like the electricity problem yeah yeah. this problem they're big big problems um but you got to weigh it against the really big societal benefit that would accrue from a global currency. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Bitcoin in five years, 10 years? Uh, I think it's going to be at 50000 by the end of next year. 
Really? Don't, I'm obviously not an investment. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not buy Bitcoin, please. Seriously, it it, it can go to zero. Uh, but I, you know, just my personal, I, I, I when you compare Bitcoins, I mean, just forgetting all the glo- the single currency stuff and all mm-hmm. that, you know, go, the 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 total value of gold in the world is seven trillion, and Bitcoin's one hundred fifty billion. Yeah, it's just not, you know. Yeah, yeah, Bitcoin is so is right. much. But if you ask people, you, yeah, <laughs> it was God agreeing with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as people, you know, see Bitcoin as as digital gold, they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be, you know, th- those two mm-hmm. those two values are gonna converge. And um, uh, I don't I don't see. I, like I said, I would be happy if the world could come together to create a decentralized currency that wasn't Bitcoin. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, that's why I said I, I, I believe it's Bitcoin. Um, I'm still in my fund. We have, we have Dash, we have Litecoin, we have Monero, Decred, uh, and some Lumens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, more and more, it's, I'm promoting Bitcoin. So like in, the, in this... I own Bitcoin.org project. Yeah. What I want to I want to get Bitcoin in the hands of everybody. Yeah. Cool. So let's uh, let's take a, a kind of a step back from from Bitcoin a little bit and talk about companies that everybody should be familiar with and how they are you know discussing blockchain, Bitcoin, you know that industry. How are they talking about using it in their in their company? So uh, I'll name I'll name three uh, that I've seen are outward about using blockchain. IBM. Amazon and Facebook. So let's kind of just talk about you know those three and any others that you think need to be mentioned with them. Yeah. Uh, how they're using the blockchain technology. Well, IBM is is um, I mean they are a, a leader in um, uh, in promoting enterprise blockchain. Yeah. Through, Lots through of their commercials, which is yeah yeah. 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 I mean they're um, they are um, part of mo- mo- you know all the big consortium. We'll typically have IBM as a um, as a contributor. Um, you know, it makes sense for them because uh, enterprise systems, the the record keeping functionality of enterprise systems is going to move to the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a better kind of mousetrap. So um, you can understand why IBM would want to be involved. The the in the, the the kind of prototypical um, use case there is supply chain. Yeah, where so Walmart, for example, um, if if they have to recall something, if they find out that their spinach is has E. coli or something, they don't know exactly where it came from. You know, traditionally, there the whole there's a lot of of gaps in the supply chain, mm-hmm. and so what is being kind of built are with using Internet of Things, where they have you know different ways to to well, different sensor technology sensor technology. In every transaction yeah, big on exactly. IOT I love IOT yeah. I haven't yeah. talked about it for hours but yeah. keep going yeah well IOT and blockchain are kind of uh, blockchain uses IOT to get the information in, onto the blockchain yeah. of course you have to trust the IOT you have to there is a it is every, every all of these things are have a uh, probably larger degree of centralization than something as decentralized as Bitcoin because you you know you need somebody to Put that information in there somehow. Yeah. Um, but that's okay if you're just if you're talking about you know an intra enterprise thing or, or mm-hmm. within an industry like you know Walmart supply chain. So that's yeah. they're doing that. There's a lot of use cases there. Um, as far as Amazon, we talked about network effects, and if you want to sell something, that's how you sell yeah. something is to figure out how to to start a chain you know reaction through a, a network effect. Yeah. And so if they were to introduce a coin, yeah, of their own, then they have a huge network right off the bat. Yeah, they, they have a a, 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 yeah, a um, head start, absolutely. So they might want to um, to start accepting. Well, they, they could also dramatically improve. You know, if they were to stockpile Bitcoin and then start you know accepting Bitcoin with some sort of rewards program yeah. in Bitcoin, then obviously Bitcoin value is going to skyrocket. Yeah. Um, so they could they have a lot there's I think they're studying it um, everybody is studying it yeah. Walmart mm-hmm. you know the, the currency aspects of it not the blockchain aspects but the currency aspects as a marketing tool because uh, there are um, 
you know, in addition to the currencies, there's a whole other area of cryptocurrencies that we haven't talked about, which are these tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called utility tokens, but the easiest way to think about that is um, they're, they're turning some sort of, it, it, like a gift card, right? Yeah. You can buy a gift card from, from Walmart. If you buy the gift card, then you can go in and get, you know, use it like cash to yeah. buy something. It's Walmart value. Yeah, yeah. It's stored value. So tokens, um, companies are now creating stored value in the form of a token, just like Bitcoin is, it has no value, but you can imagine actually creating value where you say, this not only has no value, it, it has you know $20 worth of value at Walmart. Or if you're gonna build, like build a railroad, you could say this, this token represents the perpetual right to a ride on the railroad. Mm-hmm. And you sell that for whatever it's worth. It has intrinsic value because at some point these rides are gonna have value. And then you use that money to, to build the railroad. So token, the, the, t- these tokens are, have become a third way for any type of enterprise to raise money. Yeah. There's equity, there's debt, and now there's tokens, which mm-hmm. is basically a pre-sale of, of your service. Yeah. Um, it's an ICO, right? Well, that's, the, that's what they're... So these token sales or coins, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the marketing term that has been placed on them to make it sound like an IPO to get people excited yeah. is an ICO or initial coin offering. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of regulatory issues as to whether those are securities or not. Yeah. Um, Just got but, an emergency alert, flash flood warning. <laughs> we're high enough to be uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so that you know, So Amazon might think of it in that way uh, of mm-hmm. you know, selling. Because selling. when you sell a currency, you get what's called seniorage. You, know, you actually get the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so they may, they may think of it like that. Facebook, um, you know, these, the, what everybody has to understand about a digital currency is, unlike a dollar bill, you, you can put a little bit of information on a dollar bill, but a digital currency can have unlimited amount of information you know, not not only do you have stored value, you have whatever. It can be your identity. It can be your anything, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you can imagine what fa- the the all the, the data the, they have the, the blockchain. Yeah, whatever the the people that are, uh, you know, sitting in their private room at, in in at Facebook now, thinking about dreaming up what they can do. I mean, that yeah. that would be a fun job, right? Yeah. I mean, they have so much. Well, to they work just with. dedicated an entire department. The yeah. blockchain. Yeah. They reorganized the company and dedicated an entire department really? to blockchain. Did they say at all what they were going to do with it? Uh, haven't said. They took one of their executives that was on, I believe, WhatsApp or Instagram product mm-hmm. uh, team and put them on blockchain. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, so they're totally focusing on it. I think you're right. I think that what they're going to do is in the advertising and data space, personal data space, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is one of the cool applications I've read about on blockchain. Track so. your own data. Yeah, control who uses your data, how they yeah. use it, and get paid. You know, yeah. right when that is, you know, they definitely have a, you know, they have an issue with there that they might cannibalize them, and their whole existence is is earning Selling money off data. of people's data. <laughs> so if they were to somehow decentralize that or delink that from themselves, yeah, I don't know how. I don't, you know, they don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, um, but maybe they see it coming. I don't, know but the and the yeah. just their their ability to to create something that is in the hands of two billion people worldwide mm-hmm. overnight yeah it's you know could be exciting but they they are a they're one of the central you know parties that uh the bitcoin and all the other kind of decentralized um you know efforts are are trying to yeah. compete not compete against but to to make um at least what bitcoin is talking about this the other day it's it's an option on freedom mm-hmm. like you can still use banks you can still use facebook but yeah. if you want now for the first time you can actually you know control your your value whatever mm-hmm. whatever value is is made on these platforms it's now in your control so whether yeah. it's your 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 um all the data that facebook has you know your identity i mean that's one of the most exciting things about about these blockchain like civic or uport or these identity, you know, self-sovereign identity project mm-hmm. where it's portable, it's yours, you could, you say who you are, you know, and nobody can take that away from you. And property ownership, this idea, all, you know, in the developed world, there's so many people that are in poverty because they haven't been able to prove that they own what mm-hmm. they own, yeah. and so it's taken. 
Yeah. And, you know, so there's a lot of projects just, you know, the most basic stuff. Just this is you and nobody can ever say that this isn't you and this isn't yours anymore. Yeah. Very cool. You know? That's yeah. big. Makes a ton of sense. So Facebook's doing it. Amazon's doing it. IBM, governments. How can the average citizen here in Kentucky, here in Lexington, start to learn more about it? What yeah. should they be doing to prepare for the future of finance? Yeah, I have an open mind for sure <laughs> about um, about Bitcoin um, specifically. Do if you don't have disposable income, if you don't have savings, do not buy mm -hmm. um, Bitcoin or or anything because it absolutely can go away. Unfortunately. Um, we're not at the stage yet where it's stable enough, in my opinion, yeah. that you can just view it as, okay, well, I'm going to hold this and talk and buy milk with it. I mean, that's yeah. what rich people do. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're, a, if you're a wealthy person, you absolutely should have you know, some percent allocation to, to crypto and primarily Bitcoin. Um, but if you're just you know, an average person, um, learn about it and, and be open and... and, and one, and take the time to learn about it, and then, you know, I, I think you will, I would uh, believe that you will be in a position where you're going to start to talk to others about it positively and create this environment where, you know, people are excited about Bitcoin, whereas now there's so much, and I'll call it propaganda because it is, <laughs> I mean, there is so much negative news that just is not, it, it's not that it's not true, it's deflection, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if you say, say, oh yeah, Bitcoin's too volatile or costs too much or you know transactions too slow or you know only thieves use it, only criminals use it. Those are well, they only it definitely. It's not true that only criminals, criminals use the dollar too. Right. Criminals use the dollar bill. All of Gosh. those, you know, those. A lot of people hear those and they just shut down, especially if they're if they're said by somebody that they, you know, trust and, and yeah. respect. Um, I would just. You know, ask everybody to keep a very open mind and look at the other side, which is this is a, a technology that has been around for nine years and it's only gained strength. And a lot of people, a lot of very, you know, people that want to improve the, the world have dedicated their life to promoting this because they believe in it. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. Let's end it there. Yeah. Is there anything uh, globalcurrencyreport.com? Globalcurrencyreport.com. Right? You, you blog on there. You, you share your thoughts. Potentially, we should have all our listeners go there. Anything else they should know about you? Uh, I meetups. What's that? Meetups. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in Lexington or Central Kentucky, uh, we have a meetup the first Wednesday of every month. Um, blockchain, um, Lexington blockchain meetup. Yeah. So they can just Google that and find out about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Join and uh, see you. Uh, June. Yeah, we got we gotta go to one of those. Thank you again, Shane, for yeah, coming. Thank I appreciate you guys. this.